Like many people around the world, you may be in the process, or perhaps you already have, of setting goals. Goals for this year, goals for your career, your health, your finances, whatever area of your life is important to you. We all approach change in a very similar way. We figure out what it is we want to do. Maybe we apply some frameworks to improve our odds of hitting that outcome. And then we take action. And yet, even though we all approach it from a similar way, we get vastly different results. The majority of people who set goals never accomplish them. Now, some percentage of that number are people who set a goal but never even got started, never tried. But a larger percentage are the people who set the goal, were truly interested, tried, worked hard, and just couldn't make it happen. And there are a number of reasons for this, but one major one is understanding what exactly makes a good goal. In today's show, we're going to break that down. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Before we jump into the episode, I want to let you know about my app. It's called Upward, and it's designed to help you stick with your healthy habits, things like journaling, meditation, drinking more water, or whatever it is you want to build. Here's how it works. You pick a habit you want to build, you request a partner, and the platform matches you with another person building that same habit. You'll then work together for 21 days to support each other, send wins, congratulate each other on your success, and keep each other motivated. It's the simplest best way to build a healthy habit in 2022. So if you want to try it out, it's 100% free right now. Search Upward Habits in the iOS store. And for those of you on Android, I'm sorry, I'm still working on getting it approved. It is coming, um, but it's just taking a little while. I'm hoping that'll be done this week and we can get into it next week. But for those of you on iOS, search Upward Habits in the app store or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, the podcast where we explore change, change on a personal level, on a community level, and on a societal level. My name is Greg Clunas, and in today's episode, I want to talk about a book I recently started reading, and I'm still working through, but it has changed my perspective on goal setting, both in terms of why goals work and what it is we need to do in order to set good goals. Now, when you hear the term goal setting, you, like many other people, might think of the SMART framework. A goal should be specific, they say, measurable, actionable, relevant, and timed. Now, this is a good place to start when it comes to setting goals. If you have no other tools at your disposal, this is a decent place to get started. But I've always had a few issues with it. Some issues I've talked about on the podcast before. First of all, setting a specific goal, a specific outcome you're trying to create, creates the opportunity to neglect progress for progress sake. It forces you to focus on this specific outcome. Did you hit that or not? If you didn't, then there is room for feeling bad, for feeling down, for embarrassment. 
even if you made progress, there's no room in this framework for evaluating that or measuring that. That's always been my hesitation when it comes to helping people set goals, is understanding that while giving ourselves something to work towards can be motivating, the closer we get to that deadline, the more pressure we put on ourselves in order to hit it. Because every day up until we reach the deadline means it's still possible to make it happen. And in the beginning, that is dramatically motivating. But once we get past that halfway point, it starts to feel like something we dread. And the minute that behavior change becomes something we dread, we find ourselves in a difficult situation to come back from. So I've always had issues with the process of goal setting, even going so far as to create my own process, my own framework, one that I called the LEAP framework, which stood for long-term, empathetic, actionable, and process-focused. My idea here was to give people a tool that they could use for setting and evaluating their goals that prioritized what I think are the most important components of a goal. Focusing on long-term behavior change, focusing on contextual, empathetic Uh, targets that you know you can reach, focusing on the action required to pursue those targets, and then finally, rewarding yourself for the process, the showing up rather than on hitting specific metrics. And for a while, this was a good model. This was something that I started to build my goals around and I still focus on, but it's missing something. And that's where a book I recently started reading called Get It Done by Eilat Fishbach. That's where that comes in. Eilat lays out a process for goal setting that has helped me to better understand the science behind this. Because at the end of the day, Eilat is a researcher. She is an academic and she studies the science of motivation. So I recently had the opportunity to interview her for the show, and that episode is going to be publishing in a few weeks, so make sure you look out for that. But I wanted to go over her approach, or rather her rules for goal setting. In the first chapter of her book, she talks about three things that a goal should accomplish. And we dive a little bit deeper into that in our conversation But those three things are that a goal should be aspirational. And in order to do that, they need to be abstract. Now, here's what that means. If you set a specific goal, like I want to do this very specific thing, I want to save this amount of money or whatever it is, that doesn't leave room to dream, room to aspire to. You're getting concrete and concrete goals often suffer from one of her other rules, which is being a chore. So a chore is something that you need to do in order to do something else. For example, a goal might be, I want to save up $20,000. Why? Well, I want to buy a home and that's what I need for the down payment. So buying a home should actually be the goal. That is abstract enough. That allows you to aspire and to dream, but also has the how attached to it. How do you do that? Well, I need to save up $20,000. So setting the goal as buying a home 
then allows you to set the target underneath that goal of save $20,000 versus setting a goal of saving $20,000. That's a very specific goal. If you add a timeline to that, it becomes a smart goal. You might say, I want to save $20,000 by December 2023. That is a goal that follows the SMART framework. However, there's no romance in it. There's nothing in it that answers the question, why? So by going a level up, going to the abstraction of that, I want to do this because, and then that because, the answer to that becomes your goal you can then layer targets underneath it that are far more flexible. Because if you set a goal of, I want to save $20,000, and along the way, you decide that that's not feasible, so it needs to be 15 or 10 or whatever it is, now you're shifting the goal. As opposed to setting the goal of, I want to buy a home. How are you going to do that? Well, my first target is I'm going to save $20,000. As you're going through, you realize that's not really that feasible. Let me change it to $10,000. But your goal hasn't changed. You're still aspiring to this thing, this big, massive thing that's going to change your life. You're still working towards that. It's just the target changes. And that's a very different mindset to approach goal setting from. And then the last rule that she has is that goals should not be negative goals. So things like, I want to eat less sugar or I want to stop spending as much. Those goals, they're just not that motivating. And I should say, all of this is based on research that either she's done or people that she has worked with or has read has done. It's all coming from research. They have data on this. But setting negative goals often does not drive motivation in the same way as setting an aspirational goal. So again, those negative goals, maybe those can be targets, Maybe the goal is I want to have more energy. One of the targets can be to eat less sugar. And of course, you can get more specific than that. You can say I want to have uh, one less candy bar after lunch or I want to cut out dessert. Negative targets can still be things that you take action on as long as the goal itself is positive. I want to have more energy because, again, you can aspire to it. It's motivating. And motivating goals drive behavior. It's a phenomenal book, and I highly recommend you pick up a copy. It's called Get It Done. I'm going to link to it in the description of this episode. I'm going to be doing a few more episodes on what I've learned from this book as well as another book um, that I recently interviewed the author, How to Change by Katie Milkman. And I'm really excited for this series because these are real scientists. These are real researchers working to figure out why we do what we do and how we can change it. And if I can bring you that, I think that it'll have a massive effect on the life that you live and your approach to your personal development. And with that, I can wrap up this episode here. If you want to improve the likelihood of you achieving your goals, you need to set better goals. And if you want to set better goals, those goals should be aspirational, which means going from the specific to the why behind the specific. Those goals should not be negative goals. Instead, make those your targets of a positive aspirational goal. And finally, those goals should be the goal itself, not the step along the way. Don't make things a chore 
focus on the aspiration, and then use the chores as your path forward, the steps you need to take to get there. Those are your targets. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't already, check out the app. It's called Upward. Just do a search for Upward Habits in the Apple App Store. I'm still working on the Android approvals. They have been kind of frustrating to deal with, but it is coming, I promise. Um, so, So just hang tight if you're on Android. Apple is live right now, and it works extremely well. You pick a habit you want to build, you request a partner, you're paired together for 21 days. I've already used it to transform my exercise habit and my reading habit and my water drinking habit. Um, And all three were very successful pairings. All three worked extremely well for getting me to take more action just because of that social pressure. You know, if my partner Diana is doing her habit, her exercise habit, and she's got a 12-day streak and I'm struggling on a three-day streak, I'm more likely to show up that day because I don't want to let Diana down. So get that experience for yourself. Download the Upward app now. Search Upward Habits in the iOS store. Thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, mistakes are not final. Failure is a requirement. And all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.